I'm Stefan Sittig, and welcome to American Theatre Artists Online, where we talk with leading contemporary figures in American theatre. If you've been enjoying the American Theatre Artists Online podcast, I urge you to consider donating to help the artists who produce the theatre that we all love so much. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced the closure of almost all theatres in the United States until further notice. Millions of performers, designers, directors, choreographers, stage crew members, and theater administration staff are either without a job or in peril of losing their jobs. The Actors Fund provides assistance to artists to cover basic living expenses such as food, essential medications, utilities, and more. If you love and enjoy theater, please consider donating to the Actors Fund today. Just go to actorsfund.org and press donate. My guests today are Jared Bradshaw and Lindsay Northern. They are a true theater couple. Both of them have extensive experience performing on Broadway and in theaters across the country. Lindsay is currently in the Broadway cast of Wicked, where for years she has understudied the role of Glinda and performed nightly in the ensemble. Jared was in the original Broadway cast of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and performed in Jersey Boys for eight years in Chicago, on tour, and on Broadway. Both of them are often called to take on the most challenging roles as understudies or swings. Their work often keeps performances running, even under the most difficult circumstances, and in many ways, they are the backbone of the Broadway industry. When not on stage, both of them work hard to balance maintaining a career in the performing arts while being parents to their six-year-old daughter, Georgia. Hi, Jared. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Stefan. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. Thank you so much for joining us on American Theatre Artist Online. It's a great pleasure to have you on our podcast. Well, we're happy to be here. Yeah. You know, we're, we're very busy. Uh not doing shows and stuff right now. We wish we were. <laughs> exactly, right? It's, I've noticed, you know, I started this podcast in back in March, uh, at the end, end of March, because of what was going on, I wanted to give theater people a place to talk, a place to share and uh, listen to each other and to others uh, outside of the industry too. And it's been great. And But the, the sad side is the, you know, the pandemic and how it's shut down theaters across the of nation. Of course, and... and- and as an artist, you're doing you're doing it right. You're creating your own outlet to do something. Uh, and Lindsay and I found that we have to do that too. Otherwise, we'd be stir crazy. So we're everybody's trying to adapt and pivot and do something because we can't do eight shows a week. Absolutely, I totally understand. And so, how are you guys doing? First of all, I know it's been a rough week for you, and I know you've done a lot of transitioning this week. Um, so, how are you guys doing? We are surprisingly optimistic. Yeah, we're feeling pretty good. A number one, we are healthy, which yes. we're very grateful about. Um, and our families are healthy. And we have, um, we feel really lucky that we have options. That's what I keep reminding myself that there are so many people who are in our situation, much worse situations, uh, many different kinds of challenging situations that are like, this is literally the only direction I can go. And we feel like we have a lot of different directions we can try that if we don't, you know, if it doesn't work out, we can try this. We've got this. Right. Um, So I'm glad that we have options. And I think all actors right now are sort of in the same boat. And so uh, when this started in March, you know, I was doing uh, rehearsal for Sister Act at Paper Mill Playhouse. And Lindsay, of course, was in Wicked. And um, actors in New York are constantly, you know, chasing each other and trying to keep up. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. constantly hustling and like You're oh they so right. booked that and i didn't get an yeah. audition for this and and it put in all of a sudden this put every actor on the same playing yeah, field it's and a great the, equalizer yeah and there's no there's no more like you know we used to live in this sort of compare and despair environment you know where yeah. you're always um, trying to keep up with everybody around you there's a lot of, of while the theater community i think is very welcoming and warm and friendly and it's supportive. Small. Of each Everybody other. knows each other. It's wonderful. There is there is something um, about this business that's super super competitive because there's just way too many of us. Well, absolutely. Yeah. The jobs. And so what? And so 
Tell us yeah, a bit, tell us for the people listening before we go even deeper, because I do want to talk more about what you guys are talking about, because I think that's super interesting. Tell us a bit about what you guys were doing before the pandemic hit. So so uh, Jared mentioned the Sister Act and Lindsay is in Wicked. So you guys are, are yeah. performers, you're actors, you've been on Broadway uh, and regional theater. You've worked you know, across the country, but uh, at the moment you were, in, at the, you were in New York City and you were working on, on Broadway. Uh, Lindsay, you were in Wicked, right, on Broadway? Yes, yeah, I've been in Wicked on Broadway and the ensemble and as the uh, one of the understudies for Glinda for 13 years. Wow. Um, and I used to it's not. I, I, I used to not be specific about how long I'd been in the show. Interesting. Because I was I was afraid they would think I was too old and fire me. Ah, but now wow. I have literally nothing to lose. Now it's like who cares? <laughs> who cares? I'm alive and I didn't get COVID. Didn't so it's but but it's funny because now I look at that completely differently. Mm-hmm. I now am proud of the fact that I've been there for 13 years. Be. Where I used to be like shh, shh don't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. because here you know. so we're here in Savannah, Georgia, at Lindsay's mom's house, and yeah. funny, she's funny. been amazing to host us. But yeah, and there's nobody else in Savannah, Georgia that's been in Wicked for one year or 13 years or, so, or five minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, and and I the think the longevity, right? The longevity yeah. piece is really something to be proud of. Of Lindsay and oh, yeah. and I was talking to, to Judy McLean a couple of uh, weeks ago on my podcast and she was in Mama Mia for eleven years playing Donna and um, Tanya and she said to me you know it's really great you have your full time job um, which is not something that a lot of actors can say yeah and I've had that sort of quote unquote government job for uh, a long time for yeah. Georgia's whole life yeah, we know some life. we know some people like that in Lion King and uh, mm-hmm. Phantom and. Um, and I was really lucky. I did Jersey Boys for eight years straight, five right. of those years on Broadway. And and I never would have left because I was a swing. I was understanding multiple roles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you get paid for each role you're covering. Mm-hmm. And every principal role you get paid extra for. And every time you go on, you get paid extra for. So there wasn't another job I could get on Broadway unless I became a superstar that would pay me more than that. Right. And it, it, it made no sense. Like the new revival of Les Mis came up mm-hmm. and me and my friend were like are you gonna audition for that and we we're like well we can't we would lose we would get a huge pay cut people do mm-hmm. I mean I was constantly you know looking at other shows auditioning and like oh for our completely artistic reasons but also definitely for ego reasons yeah. of wanting to be chosen again to do mm-hmm. something sure. really big sure and at the beginning of March Lindsay was auditioning for an off-Broadway musical which was just to do something new. Now, let me ask uh, you this for both of you, since you were in long-term shows, both of you, Jersey Boys for you, Jared, and um, uh, Wicked for you, Lindsay. Uh, during the tenure of your time on those shows, um, did you were you able to take breaks to go do regional theater or to go do another project? Uh, Lindsay, I know you do a lot of film and TV as well. Yeah. So how, were, were, how was, was it flexible enough for you to be able to do that? It was a constant dance, sort of, of trying to figure that out. So that's also some stress that I don't miss. But um, Wicked, uh, you know, after I'd been in the show for a couple of years, was really flexible about me uh, going to shoot TV shows and commercials. But I was constantly in this limbo between my commercial agents wanting me to be available all the time. Wicked wanted me to be available all the time. And I was trying to have my cake and eat it, too. And I ate a lot of cake. I got it. I did. I got to do a lot of that. I shot. I managed to pull that off 13 times or 13 commercials. Yes, because I've and, seen uh, you. For those like who. Six TV shows. Yeah, for those who watch but TV. Every, Carefully, they've seen you in commercials for uh, yeah. the gelato, the the Briar's gelato. Sorry if I can yeah. say that without paying money. Were, <laughs> yeah, most recently I was in a Publix commercial. I yes. love the Direct TV one with, it, where bon, John Bon Jovi was in. It so you have a real. I mean, I know also aside from the commercials, Lindsay, you also did film and TV. I mean, I've seen you on Tales of the City. I've seen you on Mr. Yeah. Robot, CSI Miami, New Amsterdam. So you have this whole other career that you're trying to balance. Uh, I'm trying to do it at the same time, but the reality of that was, it was, I mean, I really love the on-camera work, and there was a point where I was like, I think I'm better at this, Hmm. I'm more suited for this, and maybe that just sort of morphed within me too, Hmm. Um, but it was like every single time you get an audition, your heart starts to race as you try to figure out if you can do it, 
and who's going to be mad at me? Who's going to be disappointed mm. when I turn this down? And, and mm. is my agent going to be mad? And is Wicked going to be mad? Or your husband? Do I need to, like, <laughs> yeah, or my there been, husband? There have been, there been multiple times that we were literally getting on a plane for a two-day-off yeah. trip to Disney you World. End up letting and Lindsay's a lot of people like, down. And Lindsay's like, Aww. oh, I have this callback. And I'm like, well, babe, it's totally okay. Well, so but let's talk. Let's talk a bit about that because I was going to ask you later, but let's ask. Let's talk about it now. But we do need to loop back around to to what it is you you mentioned earlier, Jared, that you've you've done a lot of different things, but you've been a swing in Jersey Boys. I think a lot of my listeners don't know what that is. So swing versus understudy versus standby. Sure. So let's let's right. put, let's 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 talk about that real quick, and then we'll go into. I want to talk to you after that both of you about how do you balance career and this relationship because you are both working actors and you have a child so let's go to the yeah. let's go to the difference between understudy quickly understudy swing standby sure. what does that mean i think the best way to, to get it down Lindsay is the understudy for glinda and she that means she's in the ensemble every single night she does 400 shows a year eight times a week mm -hmm. she is in the ensemble right. and On if, every night if Yes, and Wicked is a special show in that they have a standby for Elphaba and Glinda. And so a standby is someone who understudies the role but is not in the show every night. They sit they're in their off, dressing room. They're off stage. They're off stage. They're an off stage cover. And they sit in their dressing room and they're ready to go. And that is also a principal contract, not an ensemble contract. And what's the reason <laughs> for the standby? Why do they have a standby? Why don't they just use the understudy? Uh, because I think the role, especially Elphaba, really, mm. uh, is so demanding that um, sometimes Alphabet goes out in the middle of the show and it's just much uh, faster to oh, fix wow. if you only if you only need to move one person uh, and Glenda, Glenda sings extremely high soprano mm -hmm. and Alphabet's Alphabet belts really high and it's, they're just very hard technical roles right. to sing and if Lindsay goes on then a swing has to go on for Lindsay sure. and so you're moving two bodies so for those two roles the the show pivots on those two huge roles uh and so they like to have a standby now at Jersey Boys the role of Frankie Valley was so tough we had a matinee Frankie Valley who was the standby who did the two matinees a week and then we had the guy who played Joe Pesci was an understudy for the role mm. and then there was also another a swing that understudied the role so there were four Frankie Valleys in the building wow. every single day Amazing. because that you had to sing 27 songs and it's really difficult stuff to do see people don't um, know this so, stuff you guys people don't you guys yeah, are living know, it but most the average theater goer has no idea what's going on behind the scenes yeah and so mechanics. What, yeah. what most people know you know what most people don't know is if you're in a broadway show you you probably you have to be good enough to play one of the leads because you're probably going to be understudying one of the leads every role in the show is covered by two people yeah. every lead role has two understudies because when that when that lead role goes on vacation for a week, then the understudy's on. But then if that person is sick or misses their train or their babysitter is late, you have to have an understudy go on for the understudy. So, um, so that, if that makes any sense. So I was a swing at Jersey boys. I swung, I understudied six roles at a time, but I was off stage. So it's sort of like a standby for six people. It can be nine or 12 people. Usually a swing is a dancer, but in, uh, and I, I dance, but I'm definitely not a, Broadway dancer. I leave that respect for my friends that, are, that have trained for that their whole lives. <laughs> sure. I love to dance, but um, anyway, you wouldn't see me in Cats. Or but because of your ability to play multiple characters and your ability to sort of right. morph into different yeah, people. And it, yeah, it takes a special brain. I'm a fan of everybody, and I know like every word to every musical ever, and so I have sure. a brain that can handle that. Yeah. But uh, at Jersey Boys, I covered six roles per contract, but uh, there were 11 male roles in the show, and I played 10 of the 11. The only role I didn't play was Frankie Valley, who's oh, wow. a very short, a counter tenor, you know, Italian looking dude, and I'm six foot. And I'm yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't so, see you in that part. But did you ever, so you were actually covering Frankie Valley as well? No. No, that's so the only role I didn't role. cover. Right. But you were covering yeah, every I other covered, male role. Uh, yeah, every wow. other. Uh, role uh, every principal and ensemble role in the show besides Frankie Bell. Wow! And uh, so it is hard to like earlier you were saying it is hard to get time off because you had told the company I'm here for you and I'm standing by for you and you know I had like eighty thousand dollars worth of costumes for all of those roles because they have to fit you personally for the shoes and the hats and the wigs and the jewelry the you know sure. and the mustaches everything mm -hmm. and so um for them to give you time off it's like well we've already invested this much in you and we're paying you really well to do this job to sit in your dressing room and maybe go on two or three times a week yeah. so it was the greatest job ever and then when jersey boys closed i was so lucky to get charlie in the chocolate factory right. and when i auditioned for that 
I was I wasn't really auditioning for the role I ended up playing. I was playing Jerry Jubilee, who is right. you know a TV reporter. Another golden ticket winner has been found, and I did my <laughs> Walter Cronkite voice. Sure. But to get that show, I had to. I had to audition for Willy Wonka and I had to audition for Mr. Salt and I had to audition for Grandpa Joe right. because they needed, because they could get, you know, any nerdy guy like me to play the TV reporter. Right. It wasn't, that's not what they wanted the you team. for. Right. They yeah. wanted you to cover they needed all those the other. TV reporter to also be good enough to be Willy Wonka or Grandpa Joe or, right. you know, and I'm a 40 year old character actor that it can do a lot of weird, stupid voices. So when I play <laughs> Grandpa Joe, I can do my voice like this. Right. You can you know, totally so, transform. Right. Which is what they needed for that. Yeah. Show. And so luckily Rachel Hoffman, uh, you know, believed in me and thought I could do it. And, mm-hmm. uh, I had the great, probably the greatest audition of my life for Mark Shaman, Scott Whitman, and Jack O'Brien. It was it was wow. so fun. They just kept throwing things at me, and I and they were like, "You are such a weirdo." And Jack <laughs> O'Brien said, "Jack O'Brien said, um, I really love what you're doing. I just want to make sure that I can pull you back if I need to." I said, "Oh, call my wife. She pulls me back." All the time. <laughs> Good answer. And they Good were answer. like, and they said, "Oh, you have a wife." That was like the punchline. <laughs> Anyway, so hopefully that explains what an understudy is. No, uh, so it does. I, was I think that's the, a good way to. I was an understudy for Willy Wonka, and I was in the cast every night. So and, you understudy Christian. Were... You understudy Christian Borle in that show. And how many times did you get to go on? Did you actually get to go on as Willy Wonka? Yeah, eleven or twelve times wow. uh, on Broadway. Of course, Christian asked me if I could do his spot on the Tony Awards with Sarah Bareilles and Kevin Spacey oh, because I saw he was that, nominated yeah. for Falsettos. You know, Falsettos is about people dying of AIDS, you know? Right. And he was like, I cannot be standing in the wings dressed as Willy Wonka when they call my name for this role. And oh, he said, right. and, you know, he's Christian is the great, I look up to him so much and he's the greatest guy, but he was like, I'm not, I'm not going to win another Tony Award. He'd already won two, you know? He's like, you know, it was Dear Evan Hansen year. He's like, I'm not, uh, I'm not yeah. even right. in the running for this, but I, I just don't want to be Sitting there in the wing. In that the was top smart of him to think to think of that. I, I don't know if everyone would have thought of that. Yeah, that was and smart. you yeah. know, and he's done the Tony Awards many times, and right. he wanted to sit with his best friend and agent mm-hmm. and enjoy the evening. And you know, he would have had to glue on his Wonka wig, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have enjoyed the evening at all. And um, but he asked if I wanted to do that, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Are you kidding me?" So, but yeah, I got to go on twelve times for him, and he sent That's me great. champagne and. Wow. Left me gifts in his so, dressing so, room. So you had the you had the Jersey Boys experience in the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, and then during all of that, you were prepared. I guess the Jersey Boys prepared you for the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory too. And Lindsay, you on your side, you're understudying a lead role in this mega musical in Wicked, and I'm assuming you get you've gotten to go on for Glinda a, a lot. I'm sure. And yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I've been on a lot, but not as much as you think, and because there's a standby. Um, it, it varied, but it was either, it was between one and 12 times a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So on a pretty regular yeah. basis, you're going, and you're preparing and doing the show every night. So you yeah. don't have yeah. a night but off. Also, so between that, the two Lindsay, schedules. Yeah. Sorry, because Lindsay had been in the show so long, they were like, oh, we don't need to rehearse Lindsay. We'll rehearse the new, the new person that's here yeah. for six months. Is going to, and so it was up to Lindsay to just be prepared. Wow. And she was always felt like she was, was shot a, out of a cannon because a hard, she's like, I haven't hard. done this in nine months yeah. or three months or yeah, whatever. So usually when I went on, I hadn't done it for over six months. And a lot of times I hadn't had rehearsal for that long either. Mm. Wow. Well, and I think this is all really great stuff that you're sharing because I think most people go to see a show and they have no idea and and they don't know that like all this work that you guys put in behind the scenes to stay fresh to, you know, you don't have a lot of people holding your hands. And so, you know, all these these roles you have to cover and the ways you have to think as and then the doing the show every night for eight years, six years, 12 years, 13 years, however long you're doing it, that takes a certain amount of discipline as well. Yeah, definitely. And Wicked being a long-running show, they're they're always trying to get the entire company, you know, to up their game and bring as much energy to it. Um, from the very first note we sing all the way to the end, mm-hmm. they want it to be like a train. Like, keep sure. up with the train, keep it running, keep rolling. And um, it's, it, it's hard to motivate yourself to do that if if you have a lot of other things going on if you had a bad day if you have kids if 
you um, aren't feeling well. You have an injury in your foot. I was yeah, going to say, yeah, it's bad enough of, when you're just you, but if you have a husband yeah, there's a lot of and in, a child. a lot of injuries at <laughs> yeah. Wicked also, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it takes uh, a specific... But it's, it's you know, uh, compared to digging a hole for Con Edison in New York, obviously, <laughs> it's right. a much easier job. But sure. um, It's and, not and all it's glitz and glamour, though. Right, it's not all glitz. Yeah, but you glitz. also hear you hear uh, you know Hollywood actors come like you know Tom Hanks or Julia Roberts, two of mm-hmm. my favorites. They come to Broadway and and it's a whole another world. They're like, whoa, they I have forget. to just keep doing this. Yeah, uh, you know Julia Roberts was like, never again. You know she did yeah. a play called Three Days of Rain. Yes, two I remember Amazing that. actors, and, and you know, and she was fine, but she was just like, I, I, I can't. I can't yeah. just repeat this. Over Anthony, and over Anthony and over Hopkins and that's what, is famous for saying the best thing about theater is getting cast. Everything else sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that is like the highest point, and then it does come down from there. But, but no, um, not but to you see do like also, let's, uh, you, like any job, you do get used to it, and sure. you, um, you, get, you build up your stamina, and mm-hmm. you learn what you need to do in the rest of your life to make sure that you're ready to go to work. Um, it's hard, but it's also... Um, Awesome. It's really, yeah, it's really rewarding. And the best thing when you're on Broadway is when you go on a plane to have a day off or go, go home for Christmas or 24 hours and you sit down to next to some stranger and they're like, Hey, do you live in Atlanta? I'm like, no, I'm going to visit my parents. Oh, you live in New York? Yeah. What do you do? Well, I'm an actor. Oh, have I seen you in anything? (laughs) You're like, well, I'm, I'm in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They're like, right now on Broadway? I saw that yeah. yesterday. It's right. like, well, I was the TV reporter. And they're like, I never would have recognized you. So saying you're in Wicked on an airplane to a complete stranger, awesome. people, you right. know, that, that yeah. Broadway yeah, that's has that deal. ring, like Hollywood. It, it, people it see people sequins. people excited, for yeah, sure, which is fun. And, yeah. Um, yeah and I think we're really lucky to have been able to do and, that. And, and so how have you guys time. talked a bit during this last section, you were just discussing a lot of the different challenges and you were talking a bit about, you know, time management and trying to figure out, you know, how you have to, you have to manage your lives, right, as well as your career. And you guys are married. You have a, she's six, right? Georgia's your daughter? Yeah, Georgia's six, oh, yeah. I've seen, I, you know, the photos are just amazing. She's so cute. And, and so the, that's a full, you know, having a six-year-old is a full-time job, period, even if you weren't doing two Broadway shows. Yeah. So how do you guys, what is the, what is the schedule like? Like, let's say back in the day when you, when Jared was in, in Charlie and Chuck Factory and you're in Wicked and, and, yeah. you know. She, George is at home and someone needs to help her with the homework. How do you guys figure out a day? Like, how does that work? Well, we have great, great babysitters, have, right? Yeah, and they're all actors or like musicians. Oh, Steven and Posey and Keely and Erica. We can't even name them all. Nice. But they're all wonderful. Maddie, Maggie, Margie. I mean, there's yeah. so many. They're amazing. And, you know, we. it's also expensive, though. When you have eight, oh, when yeah, you're both doing... Oh, about $600 a week on basic. Five to $600 a week. But that's just for 25. the evening times, right? Or matinee times, but when well, you're not... Well, it's for matinees, too. Yeah. And, matinees, evenings, and rehearsals. And then rehearsal, and then I'll have a commercial audition or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, or Jared will have... I mean, when you're a swing, uh, Jared was an assistant dance captain, too. I mean, he was at all of the rehearsals. That's a lot of extra So, um, yeah, it was a lot. But what what we did, just to take you through, like, a day during that time, yeah. is we, starting when Georgia was one, we started to sleep in shifts. This is a great marriage tip for parents. Yeah. Sleep oh, in shifts. So, okay. um, one of you gets to sleep in every other day. So when you're so exhausted, you feel like you're going to die because you get home from work at 11 p.m. and your kid gets up at 6. And then you eat dinner and yeah. it's 1 a.m. Um, and you're done Yeah, you're getting five or six hours of sleep, which is not enough. But it's enough if you know that tomorrow you get to sleep until 10. That's a brilliant idea. Who came up with that? Yeah. Was that you, Lindsay? Uh, I well, think Lindsay, we both, I Lindsay think had that, you know, mom, Lindsay had that mom need to always be there for her child. Yeah, and it's once, tough. once Georgia started having formula, I was like, Lindsay, you don't have to get up. Just sleep. Right. I will get up, and I can feed the baby. Right. And so sleep. You deserve and to sleep. And we're a very 50-50 parenting team. That's and great. That's we important. can do it, and everyone can do it. Yeah. Um, and we are, are totally 50-50 on everything, and Jared is just as capable, oftentimes more capable, <laughs> than I am at taking care of Georgia in every way. And so am I. So one of us, you know, would sleep uh, until 10 and the other one gets up. Um, and then we would, uh, before she was in school, we would hang out with her and she would take a nap in the middle of the day, blah, blah, blah. But once she was in school, the person that gets up, you know, takes her to school. We pick her up. We probably had like an audition or a 
class or, or rehearsal. rehearsal or something in there. One of us either picks her up from school or if we can't because we have a work commitment, uh, a babysitter picks her up. But usually it was us and we would take mm-hmm. her to the playground. That kid loves the playground, a New York <laughs> City playground. Yeah. And we, li- we lived a block away from uh, Hell's Kitchen. Playground. Oh, wow. So um, yeah. she loved going there. And the Ramona Ponte was yeah. the other one oh. we went to. And she would go there from like three to five. Nice. Then we would take her home, walk our dog, make dinner for her. Sure. Then the babysitter would come. Let's say it was a Tuesday. That babysitter handoff. We have a 15 minute leeway. The babysitter would come at (laughs) 6 for a 6.30 half hour. We would leave by 6.15, walk to the theater. We'd get there at 6.30. On the walk over there, we probably tried to grab food from somewhere because we ate like 80% takeout. That's for something day. COVID nineteen has showed us that we, we need. We learned we just how to, need cook. to cook. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, I learned COVID. how to cook. I mean, it was wow. a huge overhaul for us. But just well, in New York, but you we just were have... spending like we were spending like fifty dollars a day on takeout. Food. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think we all no, had together. that. Together, yeah. you put the two of us together, yeah, together. and then coffee yeah. and like wow, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. easy to do. It's easy to do. But listen, that what you've just described is so organized. It's so um, thoughtful. I think any child, I know I'm, I'm the son of, of, of two working parents as well, and I watch them organize their time. It's a really good lesson for your kid because they see you and they see how organized you are. And, you know, it doesn't always work out. It's not always perfect, but they see you making the effort and they see that yeah. you can organize and discipline yourself for your day. It's a big lesson yeah, for your kid. That's something else that's funny. Our daughter, Georgia, is, you know, I mean, I'm her dad, so I think she's adorable. And she loves she singing and acting silly. And everybody's like, is she going to be an actor, a singer like you guys? <laughs> And she doesn't want to be at all because she knows how much work it is. She right. knows that we are always going to the theater. Yeah, I think and she so, sees that as work. Yeah, and she loved, I mean, she loved coming to our shows, coming mm-hmm. to Wicked or Charlie or Jersey Boys and just playing on stage or seeing the, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the actors. She's a theater fan, too. She loves to see theater. She right. And she's going to grow up to be a patron of the arts, for sure. Which is great. Um, yeah. But yeah, because of that schedule, she knows how much, you know, yeah. how many babies, we never got, you know, we just don't put her to she bed. Knows, as she knows the behind the scenes. As an actor, you don't get scene. to give her a bath yeah, and put yeah. her to bed. Yeah, yeah, because I remember there was one time, Jared, when I was visiting in New York and, and we were trying to you know meet up to have a coffee or something and you were like okay well between this time and this time I'm walking from here to here and we can meet up and I thought to myself this poor guy has like every hour of his day scheduled because like he's in a Broadway minutes, show yeah. right because yeah. he's in a Broadway show so many, people forget we have so many wonderful friends they're yeah. like we're in town let's There's take no you out way. to you're dinner not leisurely. I, was like, right. I was like I don't have an hour and a half to go to dinner so and of course yeah, I, I understood that you. right I understood that but I don't yeah. know if everyone yeah. gets it yeah sure well so you know it is it's a challenge to balance careers and and having children and you know and a yeah. relationship and trying too. to promote yourself in other parts of your career while trying to do well in the part you're in yeah um you know, you're always trying to as an actor get ahead and get mm-hmm. cast in something else and have more you want your agents to remember you and think of you all the time and submit you for things sure but um yeah we were working all the time I and mean, we were also teaching a lot Great. uh for like broadway classroom broadway workshop and um yeah. all these companies that that do um, classes for school groups. Sure. Yeah, and so we're always doing so you that. that. And, you know, we and we do that. This is a good spot for a plug. Our website is Broadway in Your School and oh. com. Broadway in Your School com. And Wait, we, hold uh, on, say it slower. Broadway Your School. Broadway in Your School. Oh, Broadway, Broadway in Your School. It's in, like Broadway came to your school and they got into. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Broadwayinyourschool.com. Okay. And um, Lindsay and I have done this many times mm-hmm. where we will fly on a Sunday night after a matinee and we'll end up in Augusta, Georgia or Nashville, or Tennessee. Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana. And wow. we will do an all-day workshop with at your school. And you have two Broadway actors that are currently, you know, on Broadway. Wow. And then we'll, uh, we'll work with them during the day doing workshops, acting, musical theater, dance, you know, scenes, all kinds of stuff. And then at night, We'll, sometimes we'll do a, a concert and some of the students will yeah, we'll that sang for us during the day we'll put in the concert with them yeah. so anyway that's we, wonderful we, and is this yeah, something we'll do you that, do just now, for high schools or do you do it for all schools do you, do you do it for colleges as well absolutely high schools and colleges but it, it seems like more more high schools are the ones that have us come because sure. I don't know I don't know why um, yeah. but uh, we but Lindsay and I coach all the time and we have some students we're coaching right now and it's so sweet there's a 
there's a company of Willy Wonka Jr. It's a community theater, some kids. They're mm. doing Willy Wonka Jr. in Nashville right now. Mm. And they called us. And we're and so I coached the Willy Wonka, and Lindsay coached the, the Violet Gore Garden and Miss TV. Oh, that's so great. So anyway, we do this all the time. So, um, so you have you the know, teaching part as well. Line on Broadway, BroadwayInYourSchool.com. Drop us a line if you need any coaching. Yeah, BroadwayInYourSchool.com. Yeah, we're also on Instagram, and people message us on Instagram about coachings oh, a lot wonderful. of the time. Yeah, because uh, I do um, commercial coachings too. I started oh, sure. a, doing commercial coaches a year ago. There's and, so many uh, students. Usually, in, people find me there. Yeah, yeah in Georgia, Instagram. just in Georgia's first grade class. Oh, that's where that whole business came from. In New York, wow. in New York City, these parents are like, like, "Will you coach our kid? They yeah. have an audition, and they're book, they're booking things." Yeah, the well, parents of Georgia's friends are the only reason I started coaching kids for commercials. I was like, "Oh, I guess." But Lindsay knows I mean, all the tips and tricks. Yeah, Lindsay and now now is a good time get to in have there, your skills. Yeah, don't sign in. Yeah, Lindsay's yeah. like, when you get in that room, don't sign in. Learn, memorize the copy, and then sign in, ah, and then right, you'll be ready. They'll call you go you. in and sign in. They'll bring you right in the room. Those little tips that, that they'd have no idea about. Now, you both have mentioned Georgia a few times. Did you both? Are you? You're both from Georgia. I'm from McDonough, Georgia. Lindsay's from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. And you, how did you guys meet? At Heritage Repertory Theater. Where I met you, Stephanie. Oh, yeah, we met in Charlottesville, Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia. Virginia. So you were both in a show at Heritage? Yeah, we were both in a summer stock show. We were doing Return to the Forbidden Planet. Ah, was that, did Bob direct that? No, was it Bob Chapel? Yeah, yes. Yes. Bob Chapel. Wow. Bob had seen that in London and loved it. And he was like, we got to do it in Charlottesville. Wow. And so that's where you guys met. So you met in Charlottesville, which is wonderful. Yeah. And, and so, so we had a lot of mutual friends already, too. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Yeah, and Lindsay so, went to Elon. And so I had a lot oh, of friends that okay, I right. in yeah. West Side Story, you know, like Dan Calloway that was yep. in West Side with us. Yeah, we know they a lot of Elon. Elon. So I had already known of her. So mm. anyway, but yeah, it was Summerstock that brought us together. That's great. So you guys met under the beautiful you know, um, UVA grounds and in your show in Charlottesville and you were there and that's a, that's a wonderful place to be. Uh, so, and then from there, how did you get from there to, did, was there a stop anywhere in regional theater before you went to, uh, Broadway to New York? Or did you both oh, decide to go first. together? Sure. I mean, right out of, yeah. right out of college, I, I went on Disney cruise line for eight months and was we able to save Disney. money and oh, sell nice. my car. You, you know, both, you that. both did the Disney or, or you did? No, the I did. And I moved to New York, but Lindsay right out of college, she's got a great story. Oh, right out of I did the national tour of the sound of music. So mm-hmm. I played Maria in the sound of music national tour in 2003 into 2004. Wow. That's and a good first then, gig and then I moved to Thank New you, York. Rachel Hoffman. Yeah, thanks, Rachel Hoffman. Oh, and then I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, well, I'm pretty much famous, so this is going to be easy. I'm going to be on Broadway <laughs> really soon. And um, I did not work on Broadway. I was in a musical in a doll store instead. Cool. I was in the American Girls Review at hey, the American Girls Store. Yeah, a lot of people saw you there, I'm sure, though. Because that was very popular. A lot popular. of people in the fourth grade. And yes. five shows a day. And, and their parents. And five shows a day on Thanksgiving. Hey, yeah. you never know. You never know. And so, so you, yeah, so you had to adjust when you got, when you got to New York. Oh, yeah. It was great sure. for my ego, though. It took me down a peg. So I did that. I did. Uh, and then we both actually got our equity cards uh, doing shows with Theater Works USA. That's children's oh, theater. Yes. Uh, theater for youth audiences. And, you know, toward the country. And I'm, I'm telling you, we earned that equity card um you know going all over the country and uh yeah you know um, literally putting up the set i i did the great railroad race Lindsay sure. did if you give a mouse the cookie and yeah. other stories but uh we earned that equity card and you know of course did regional theater all over sure. and uh you know then eventually you know as an actor it just it, you know there's it's never enough no matter how many tv shows or probably oh, shows yeah, you do it never ends. You, want you, more. you want more you will do more well you, you know? want that and next so. challenge sure and so i know that i know that jared i know that you do also now uh, or have done a one person show or a show about is it remind me you do you at one point you did something on frank sinatra but you're doing something on bing crosby now right yeah, yeah i have I a imagine. bing crosby show called yeah. the bing crosby christmas it's and we, it's so funny. We did it um, in a uh, mostly Jewish community in North Chicago, mm. and the theater was like, "I'm I'm afraid you shouldn't call it a Bing Crosby Christmas." And I was like, "Well, we could call it Swinging on the Star." And they're like, "Great, great." And then we did it, and all the amazing Jewish people of Northern Chicago were like, 
are you going to do the Christmas songs? Because we want we want oh, the Christmas yeah. songs. Just because you're Jewish doesn't mean you don't want to hear the Christmas songs. They're all written by Irving, Irving Berlin, Berlin who was a, Jewish. a Jewish man, you yes. know. And so, like, it was so silly that 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 theater wanted us to change the title, and yeah. then we had to like practically change it back to let people know. No, Scramble. of course, Bing Crosby is known for <laughs> Christmas. Of course, he's the highest selling recording artist of all time. But yeah, I have yes. an amazing. It's such a great show. People just love it, and I have three amazing Andrew sisters that do it with me because you know they recorded forty uh, what forty two songs together. Wow. And uh, anyway, it's, it, it's an amazing show. show, and I do it every Christmas. It'll be interesting to see with coronavirus if we actually can pull off doing it. Or this if we Christmas. could do it outside somewhere Absolutely. where it's not very cold. You know, I was like just talking Christmas, Christmas in Florida. In yeah. West. Yeah. So now, so let's talk a bit about where you are now. So like you've, you've been in New York for how long were you living in New York? Both of you? And 17 years. Yeah, 17, 18 years. You know, just, just that. Just two decades. Yeah. Uh, it's a long time and you had a child and, and who's now six and, yeah. and you've, you've, you've had a whole I life. I spent my thing. entire adult life in New York City, most of it in Wicked. Yeah, right. but then, yeah. you know, wow. March 12th, uh, Broadway shut down and I had been yeah. preparing for this. I was one of those people that was buying dry goods and pasta and stuff earlier um yes. i was i was like this is coming Broadway it's your fault down. jared that's why there was no pasta yeah, left right but yeah i knew it was coming and we had, we went to see company on probably that monday probably shut down on thursday mm-hmm. and that monday we went to see a broadway show and it was weird and we, we went to dinner before and you know, yeah. it just had impending doom. Well, yeah, it's um, hard. And, and then, everyone's and then I was rehearsing it. for Sister Act on 42nd Street at the new 42nd Street Studios for Paper Mill. And I was on lunch break at 2 o'clock, and the news broke that probably was shutting down. And mm. I called Lindsay. I said, Lindsay, buy that flight right now. Mm. Don't wait. Because we, we had already bought a flight for Monday. I was we, in rehearsal. I was in the put-in rehearsal. I knew, wow. I knew that probably was about I, – I couldn't believe that we were still having school. And yeah. um, I said – Go tomorrow. Don't wait for our flight for Monday. They JetBlue will give us our money back. Mm. Go tomorrow. She's like, but what about you? I said, just get yours and George's ticket, and I will get one if I had to. And Paper Mill, uh, no, I'm not blaming them, but they had us rehearse for two more days because they're like, well, we're in New Jersey, and we can probably house you out there and still do yeah, the show. Yeah, people were really so, struggling with trying to figure out how yeah, what Nobody to do. knew what was nobody happening. Nobody had any yeah. practice. Yeah. And I love Paper sure. Mill, and I was so excited to finally get to work there. And we rehearsed for two more days. And um, they said, tomorrow will be our last day. And wow. I was done at 2.30, not 6 o'clock. So huh. I had our dog walker bring me the dog, and I brought my suitcase. And everybody was like, you're leaving? And I was like, like yeah. Here, because, like- because I was like, I'm going to get two weeks off. We never get two weeks oh, off. Oh, well, we haven't had more than... Like in 17 ten, years, when we, we got go. married, we had 10 days. I had 10 days. What a shift. That's the, long, for right? that's the longest I've done. But, but I mean, what a shift to go from working so hard for so long, really not having all that time off. Yeah. And now, like my friend of mine just said, it's like the biggest pause on the planet, right? So you've taken this yeah. pause, everyone. And so what did you guys do? You went to, did you go straight to Savannah? From- we went straight to Savannah. So we flew to Savannah. I came 36 hours later and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had an amazing sense. two weeks, and yeah. Paper Mill was amazing and paid us for two weeks. Good. And, we paid you for two weeks and, also. And they Good. said, of course, it's a two-week hiatus, and we'll have you back. And then, of course, we all learned that that's not how this virus works. Right. Um, and so we didn't pack for three months. No, you know? we, we packed, packed. We for two weeks. So, you know, we had to buy a bunch of, you know, like more T-shirts and underwear. And, and, and summer yeah. clothes yeah, because and, it was – March in New York. And you know, it's like yeah. a normal tube of toothpaste and shampoo because we just yeah. had our travel stuff. Sure, so, sure. Um, no, it's a whole change. And then, of course, we, you know, paying rent, uh, you know, our rent it, you know, is a lot. It is $3,100. Okay, it's $3,100 wow. a month. So that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And so sure. we, we hit April 1st and I was like, babe, we're not even living there and we're not we're not making our pay anymore. And right. we're right. paying utilities too. And in New York, when yeah, your rent is that crazy. much, you're not, it doesn't mean you're rich. It means you're spending all your money on your rent. That's how New York is. It's unsustainable. Yeah. So, I mean, we were working so hard to make enough money to pay the rent as it yeah. was. So you're not right. supposed to talk about money, but hey, you right. know, I think no. this is important. No, I think, it's, I think with everything so, that's going on, so we, it's good to talk about it and good for so actors. So I sat down on April 1st and I said, Lindsay, are we going to send this rent check? Is rent going to be forgiven? Is there going to be a, a rent yeah. cut? Because yeah. I did the math. 
in September 1st, it was $18,600 we would owe and we wouldn't be living there. And wow. everybody was like, oh, probably it'll be open by June. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. And then by January 1st, it would be $31,000. And, so, you know, we want to send our daughter to college one day. Of course. And there's no, it makes no sense. So you were, paying rent, you were paying rent on an apartment that you weren't using or living in because we you were in. Yeah. That's the most it made expensive no store. It's today. totally smart. Yeah. To so so what did you week, do? As you, I told you this, but uh, this week, as you mentioned, you know, we we moved out of New York, and it was it, mm. we had to move out of our apartment, and we will be back as soon as Broadway is back. But we um, did have to let that go, though. We had to let go of the apartment, sure. which was sad. I mean, any any place you live for seven years, especially bringing um, our child. baby home yeah. to that apartment, and we love our place. I mean, it's a ten minute walk to literally our Broadway theaters and we have a beautiful veranda with the view of the moon in the middle of the city but it's just it's a material thing you know it's just an apartment there will be other apartments when we get back so it was heartbreaking and we couldn't like call all our friends and tell them let's come on over for one last burger on the veranda or whatever it's a weird way to move because you also can't get you can't call all your friends who are mostly I mean a lot of our friends are not there People yeah, scatter right. to the wind yeah, sure. and say, hey, can you help us move? Mm-hmm. Or like, um, wow. you know, so we were trying to move. And also everything was scattered everywhere. Like we had literally escaped. The The, the calendar was still on March. Our stuff is all over the place. Yeah. And luckily um, our neighbor, Michael and Trey, had both been oh, checking mail for us, sending us tax wow. forms and things so that right. we could file for an employment. But, but it's a change, right? It's a big shift. And, you know, it's temporary. It's a pause. You don't know what's going to happen. Most likely things will come back to normal at some point, one hopes. And when they do, would you guys, you know, you're going to go back. Who knows if the apartment will be there. You might have to go to another apartment. We're going to go back and we're going to have to find another apartment. Yeah, and we told our landlord, we handed him all of our keys. And, of course... We handed him like 11 sets of keys because of all our babysitters. So <laughs> sure. he had this huge quart sized Ziploc bag full of a gazillion keys to our wow. apartment. And I'm sure he was like, what in the world? Blocks, but dude. it was, yeah, it was all our babysitters. So we during this time, this but, shift, so you've, you've gone from the, the most busiest, hurried, energetic city in the world, you know, and I have friends who've done this, to Savannah, Georgia, which is you know it's much slower right yeah. even even at it's much slower compared to washington dc it's much slower compared yes. to a lot of even medium-sized cities because it's a southern city and it's got a different lifestyle and a oh, more yeah. relaxed and we're living in a community with my mom around mostly retired people right. i would say but you know most people here are here because they've worked their whole lives and they've earned it and they're here playing golf right they're relaxing but so how the, has the shift affected you that shift from the hurried energy of new york to where you are now and well, how has it been good it's, well it's been one of the silver linings it's been a godsend i mean our daughter learned how to ride a bike she never would have done that on 10th avenue mm. in New York. In the bike yeah. so she was on training wheels here for like five days She's and april 6th yeah april 6th she took them off and she can wow. ride 10 miles 13 miles on the bike now mm. That's um and you know thank you coronavirus for that we right. are also like s- surrounded by the most majestic natural beauty oh, sure. and that has been incredible yeah marshes and alligators oh, yeah. crabs and, and it's blue forced heron. us to slow down because there's just nothing we can achieve there's no work for us to try to get right. so even when i used to be on vacation before we constantly be on our phones making sure that we're kind of promoting ourselves and making sure that we're contacting mm. agents and checking oh do i have an audition and can i make it back in time and oh my gosh we we were so lucky to go to tokyo disney and i got a call an audition, thank you, Terry Saperstein, for um, Mrs. Doubtfire, the new Broadway musical, to understudy mm-hmm. the lead, like my dream, to cover that Robin Williams role. Sure. And so that flight, we were still on vacation, yeah. and I had to spend that whole flight, that whole 11 hours back from Tokyo, learning the sides and songs for Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. for Yuva Janaya Doubtfire. And that's, you know, but that's just what you have to do. Right, and, so the um, hustle, that constant uh, trying so to get to the next it's a huge change. Yeah. And, but it's hard, I would say... I mean, we love it, and it's been amazing, and it took us a while to finally kind of relax. Sure. But the, I think the desire to be making something happen has never left us, and that that anxiety still sort of chases me a little bit. Okay, but and so let's talk we, about that, where you yeah. are now with all that you guys know and all the experience that you have. How do you then take that and translate it into something that works for you where you are now to start being creative or to create things? How do you adapt and create in a safe space that you're in now? How well, do you bring we've, that? 
we, yeah, we wanted to be, as more time went by, we were more, while we were having a great time a lot of the time and enjoying being together, especially as parents, we're loving getting to finally spend time with our kid. Um, We wanted to be in more control of our destiny. So the idea of us just waiting for Broadway to return, quote unquote, in January, that date keeps moving, you know, Mm -hmm. we were uncomfortable. We were like not cool with that as a plan for us. And for our daughter, our daughter is our priority, right? And and the the other issue is school starts here in the South on August 5th or August 10th. And in New York, it's in September, you know, we go Mm -hmm. to school later and go back later in New York. But uh, we also were like, well, you know, now of course it's looking like there's not going to be school. Yeah, anyway. things change all the time. But right. um, but we were just like, are we really going to move back into our apartment in September so that Georgia can do online school or walk to school? And yeah, like, and for us to spend our savings. So we yeah. yeah we decided to to move all of our stuff out and mm-hmm. um, and then we uh, decided that we want to have our own space. Uh, huh. So we you know, started looking at apartments right. uh, in Florida Oh, okay. because we, um, but we just don't know. We just don't know what's going to, so you're what's going to happen. You're still determining where you want to end up, but you know that it's, you're not going to go back to Manhattan right now. That's what you know. Yeah. We're not going back to Manhattan right now, right. but we're looking at all sorts of different places, Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, Orlando, you know, all the different places you can live as an actor yeah. and still possibly, you know, participate in on camera stuff. Oh, we have sure. a friend here. We have a friend here that saw my Bing Crosby show in Augusta, uh-huh. uh, Georgia last year. And she's like, I want to create a concert. I want you guys to create a concert and come down here and do, we'll do it outdoors in a park or in oh, absolutely. the backyard. And you have the advantage distance. of the weather in the South yeah. being That's year true. round. We, we, we have a lot more time seasonally to so sing outside. I think we're going to be able to pull off something like that. Yeah. Um, That's what here. I'm saying. But I think, I think there's a period. Be safe. Yeah. You have to have a period where you're transitioning. Figure that out. Yeah. You have to transition. You have to figure it out. But the key is when you do get to that point, I know because you're both very creative people and you've been doing this for so long now, it's part of who you are anyway. It's always been. So it'll come out in one way or another. You will find your niche and then that will be how you do it and perform until it's time to go back. And you know what? Maybe you decide you don't want to go back. That might happen too. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally know. possible. I can't, I, there's no way we could even predict what we're going to think or feel like in like a year because everything changes all the time but but a big factor for us in how this is unfolding Mm. are the people that we've become friends with over the years people are coming out of the woodwork to offer us opportunities to do things that we would have never thought of i mean we're just so blessed with all these people we Mm -hmm. have you know an opportunity to uh, possibly work for an insurance company through a good friend of mine that used to uh, be an actor mm-hmm. um things that we you know it's never would have yeah yeah and of course all of our friends we've talked to this week and told this news are so supportive and, and our parents are like just like oh you guys got this and anything you need mm-hmm. so we're, we have a, a great support group of family and friends around us but uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because when we go back to new york you know Lindsay will have wicked to go back to uh-huh. uh you Stephen, you saw my show dave my son my I show did. the show i was in sure were in at arena, arena stage. stage dc yeah and you know warner warner brothers was producing that and they had plans to do that uh here i'm so sorry um are you still there i'm still here yeah okay great um uh they had plans to bring that to Broadway. And of course they wanted to do that before the election, the presidential election, because it's about a man impersonating the president and it's topical of the moment. And of course, you know, that was probably going to happen after the Tony Awards this year when theaters opened up, Mm -hmm. but there were no Tony Awards this year. and There's, you know, no theater this year. So I don't even know. I mean, I was hoping Dave would come to Broadway this year and I don't know if they're going to wait another four years till the next election or or if that's ever going to happen. Everything's going to be in flux. And what, you need yeah. to know is that you and Lindsay are you and Lindsay and you have your child and you've got your family and your friends and your support. So whatever you guys come up with, I think I think there's always a positive and there will be positive things that come out of the work that you're doing. And as you said, people will be reaching out to you. Other doors, some doors close and others open, right? As you yeah. all know. Right. And, and we, we can do a lot of different things, things that we've yes. never tried to do before. We're, and we're ready because the the obstacle of the ego isn't really there as much with yes. you know not wanting to look like an actor who quit the business there's no business yeah. so quit, we right. are totally happy to 
to make money doing something completely non-theatrical. Yeah, and you know, actors are resilient, and actors truly believe they can do anything. And like, I can act like I know how to operate the register at CVS, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Um, I can act like that. (laughs) Right. Oh, but you know, there's a lot of, you know, like I have a day job, and I've been working a day job my whole life, and I used to do eight shows a week when I was acting professionally in D.C., and work yeah. at the World Bank during the day, right? That's my day job. But um, I'm so glad I did it. 20 years later, I could maybe retire in five years from my day job with a yeah. pension. Absolutely. So you can say that, right? And the thing is, yeah, you give up things. Yeah, I'm not on Broadway. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But, you know, as long as you're happy, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and, that's the goal anyway. It's right. a goal for everybody, right? right? And you know how many I, things you guys can do as performers with uh, and businesses and, and other people that need help from actors, right? Actors need yeah. help. I mean, our business is Lindsay and I keep saying, Lindsay and I keep saying, you know, we're so lucky that we've gotten to be on Broadway for the last 10 or 15, oh, whatever years, yeah. you know, and do what we love. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, for all of my friends, I have some friends in their 20s that, you know, that, that have Christmas just moved to New York. Yeah. And now it's like, wait, Terrible there is time. no Broadway. That, and yeah. they were getting they were getting so close and starting their career in yeah. regional theater. Right. All I wanted to do was get a tour. Right. But the tours aren't going to come back until Broadway does because right. it takes a year two years to plan the tour around the country to all the theaters that are open. So it's yeah. going to be hard for the next few years. And sure. um, we're just going to have to be flexible and pivot and be creative. Well, and- I sense that you guys are in talking to you today. I mean, this conversation that we've just had has been fantastic because you guys have so much energy. You have, you're so full of ideas and things and you're so positive and upbeat about everything. And I think that that's going to serve you in good stead because that's what you need during these kind of times. Thanks, yeah, it's all about attitude, and I'm, I try to adjust my own attitude several times a day. Sure. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So if people want to find out more about you guys, so let's say, you know, we've had just a little glimpse. We barely, we just scratched the very surface of this right? our 45 minutes that we have in this podcast. But if people want to know more about you, want to hear from you, and want to keep up with what you're doing, because you're going to be doing some different, exciting new things, I think, coming up. Uh, wh- how do they follow you? Are you guys on the social media channel? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Please check out Lindsay's website, lindsaynorthern.com. That's not northern. It's yeah, northern. R at the end, Lind- and that's, that's also my name on Instagram. Lindsay at Northern.com Northern. and at Lindsay Northern on Instagram. And on Instagram, I am B Way M J Jared. That's B W A Y M B Way M. Okay, say Brad, that again. Say right. that again, Jared, because it got a little blurred. Say it one more time. You're going in and out. Hello, you there? <laughs> it, for some reason, there. Zoom, Zoom doesn't want you to say your 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 uh, Instagram account. <laughs> hey, are you? It's B. Oops, we had a little technical glitch, but we're back on. So go ahead, Jared. What's your Instagram account, or where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, my website is uh, jaredbradshaw.com, and you can find me on Instagram at bwaymjjared, B-W-A-Y-M-J-J-A-R-E-D, or just search Jared Bradshaw on Instagram. That's Say hello to both of us. <laughs> That's great. And you guys have a, uh, is, it, is there a website or is it Google where people want to find out more about Broadway in your school? How does that work? Do they search yeah, it? You can email us. You can email us on that website, www.broadwayinyourschool.com. Dot com and there's an email on there and you can contact us and uh, we'll I mean we'll, you can just hire us to come to your backyard right now you can you know? contact us on Instagram too check the DMs as the kids say check yeah. the DMs okay right. great wonderful well thank you both thank you Jared and Lindsay you guys are fantastic thanks for doing this thank and you, taking Sarah. your time and I'm so so glad that you're safe and you're well and you're in Georgia and Savannah the beautiful city of Savannah and enjoying some downtime but I know that you're you're cooking up stuff for what's going to come soon and we'll be following you to keep, you know, to keep in touch. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Bye.